Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 96 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. Ray Diamonds, and I'm joined here by my illustrious co-host, former market maker, 20 years and current day retail trader, the house street legend and prodigal son of Regina. He's always had dreams to ball, and I'm not talking about the ones at Seton Hall. He taught you how to think like a villain, JJ. Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. And our guest today, he's making his second appearance on the podcast, CEO of Turnkey Labs, founder of 401 Financial, an actual graduate of Seton Hall, sure. 2004 <laughs> trial qualifier in track and field. He was recognized by Investment News 40 Under 40. He was named to Investopedia's top 100 financial advisors, the fastest man in finance, Tyrone <laughs> Ross Jr. Tyrone, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming back. I'm, I'm well, man. Thank you for having me. Good to, to link with you gentlemen again. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, we want, we want to get on somebody who could um, speak intelligently, help us unpack this FTX situation. But before we dive into that, man, just wanted to just get updated with you since the last time we had you on for the listeners it was episode 80. We had him in. I think that was in February, Tyrone. So yeah, yeah, almost almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. How things been going for you, man, professionally uh and personally? Man, a, a lot has changed in personally since February. Um, but things are good. Um, last time I was on, um, I was the CEO of a, of another company and I resigned in March um and started two new companies, which you mentioned, uh 401 Financial, which is a registered investment advisor. Um, which is a hybrid experience, um, flat fee model, if you will. It's kind of like a family office in your pocket geared towards those that are younger um, and, and underserved by traditional markets. And then started another company called Turnkey Labs, which is, think of it like a, a plaid of crypto, if you will, is overused term. But, you know, basically an API suite that provides crypto asset analytics and data to wealth management platforms. But things are good, man. Also got a show with NASDAQ that just uh, started called Q&A, Q-U-E-U-E, um, which is a like a new age mad money. Love Kramer, but it's time to get him up out of here. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, advisors ask questions. I answer the questions. They come on, they come on, see, um, you know, headquarters there at NASDAQ and we chop it up. But Things nice. are good. Well, yeah, yeah, I saw that, man. That's cool. So, when, when did you uh, when did you start that with uh, the show for the Nasdaq? It, so, we are in month three. We started in October, um, and um, well, yeah, month two of the episode is coming out. But yeah, in in the month three now. So, I'll be I'll be going back to film another set this month. So, um, this is kind of like the trial run to see how people respond to it, and the response has been incredible. So. It's pretty dope. It's a really, really awesome show. So if folks get a chance, check it out. There's a YouTube page. If you go on NASDAQ, YouTube page. And then if you go to NASDAQ sites, um, website, it's on there as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So wait, so you so you're, you're flying out like every so often? Uh, every month. You're right. Um, yeah. Every month. Being that I live in San Diego, I was like, do y'all really need to start this during October, November, December? Can we wait? until <laughs> March, April, May? But um, it is what it is. So I was, it hasn't been too bad so far, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll be going back 
in two weeks and then I'm going to stay through Christmas. Maybe I'm over snow. So if it snows, I'm out. I don't care what happens. My feet will never touch snow again. So um, my goal is, yeah, I'll be there once a month. Uh, Good thing they don't have that show in Canada, man. It's minus 31 back where I uh, grew up. So no, no, no. Winter is a choice. Everyone out there, winter is a choice. I I agree. I agree. Thanks, man. All right, man. Just want we got to give a shout out to our sponsors of the podcast, Apex Trader and Top Step Funding. Any listener of this podcast that has the skills to pass an evaluation can become a prop trader fully funded by either Apex Trader or Top Step Funding. Our own micro e-futures trading community has many members who are now fully funded. No need to trade your own capital. Keep 90% of your profits. To learn more, you can visit our website at microefutures.com. So Tyrone, what were your first thoughts and reactions when you heard about this FTX blow up? Well, I'm going to be fully transparent and tell a story. This Sunday before everything melted down a couple of weeks ago, we had assets at FTX. Our treasury, RAA treasury assets were at FTX. Mm-hmm. We moved them on chain. And it was a decision that we made because the CZ had put out that tweet. Ah. And it tipped us off. And we were like, what are the chances of FTX going to zero? Like, right. And I'm like walking back from the grocery store. My CIO texts me. He's like, you see the tweet? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you think we should do? I was like, move it. Like, move it nice. on. Nice. Right? And and we followed up the conversation by saying, there's no less than a 1% chance FTX dies. And then Monday happens, Right. So, yeah, we moved it right away. Um, and again, we don't, it, it, was it a million dollars? No, but it was a significant amount of capital for our treasury, which we run our business on. So that's the first thing. So the, the first response when it started to get to where it was, was, oh my God, right? That could have been us. And then the second thing was an incredible amount of anger. Because what he did was just incredibly orchestrated. And there were people that I know personally that were affected. And he was anointed like like GMA this morning, right? Mm -hmm. And cryptocurrency leader. Who anointed him the leader? Yeah, exactly. A leader in blowing up your account. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... That there was a little bit of anger, then there was disappointment because I felt like, as a space, when you really come down, it was like, Well, we anointed this clown. Because if you're being frank, you couldn't find anybody that didn't would think he was the second coming of Jesus, just a, <laughs> a very out of shape one with a bad haircut. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like he had uh, the thing, MIT, Jane Street. He was raising a bunch oh, of yeah. yeah, so it was kind of like the pattern matching, right? He fit yeah. what everyone thought was the thing. And then it moved to what role did I play in letting the true narrative of this being about the people, this being about inclusion and access get away? Did I scream loud enough? Did I pound the table hard enough? And then I think the last part of it was back to anger because 
as someone that has raised capital as a black man, which is very hard to do. And they asked me everything short of naming my first kids after their VC firm to raise $7 million for my last company. And here he is taking $330 million out of a $420 million raise for himself. I started to become very frustrated at the VCs and all his enablers that allowed it. Um, but the main one, again, when you start to see family and friends and all the people that have that have been hurt by it, it's just it just it leaves you in a constant perpetual state of anger. Yeah. And it's a- yeah. The, the amount of the amount of money is just staggering that there was absolutely no risk control at all. Zero. And the fact that he was a deal book yesterday and just like laughed and smiled through it. And then well, I, I never intentionally co-mingled funds. You're lying. Exactly. Like, seriously, like, you know, the smart guy was, should have been in outer Mongolia hiding right now. I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> like, and it's just blatant privilege in the lead. Oh, it, it is. It's, it's the most gross display of privilege. Right. Now, within 24 hours. Yeah. Was arrested. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just I, I don't know why like why he's walking around, right? It's doesn't make sense. It doesn't at all. And yeah, it, well, there's a lot we can unpack here. But yeah, that that those are my initial thoughts. But I think and and I realize and I do want to say this to everyone out there, we were in a very privileged and elite place to be able to see that information and be able to act on it. A lot of people weren't. Even if they had the knowledge that we had, they didn't act on it. Right. Yeah. We did. And I think, again, I think a lot of that has to do with managing risk and doing risk controls as a registered that, advisor. Right. Yeah. No, it's better to be safe than sorry. You could always exactly. That. And you know what's exactly. funny? Here's what's even crazier about our story. We only had Bitcoin there. Turned out they never held any Bitcoin. Really? Yeah. They never held wow. any Bitcoin. Right. And it's crazy to think that. So anyway, needless to say there's so many layers of we made the right decision, but there were a lot of people who just couldn't make that move. And we did. And, and there are a lot of people that should understand we, we had the, the ability to move on chain. We knew how to do that technically. Yeah. We, had, we were at the shelling point, right. Of where the information yep. was coming out. We knew what the hell FTT was. Right. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Mean, like you knew what all of this meant and everybody yep. was like, Whoa. Yeah. Selling FTT. But you had to have known everything before that for that to make some sense to you. But if you exactly, were, exactly, if you yeah. had an FTX account, and you're like, oh, CZ selling FTT, like, ah, big let me deal, make a yeah, trades. You yeah, know? but you know, FTT is the house of cards that hold that's holding everything up, right? Yep. Exactly. It's just back, it's like in the '90s where where you could use five million shares of a penny stock as margin. Yep. So you know, you could use margin in that up in Canada. We would give people margin on that, and so the promoters would just high close the stocks all the time and just keep, you know, artificial, artificial supply. They'd shut off the supply, keep the stock up so they could, you know, excess margin. Right. Yep. So it's just a shell game. Right. Yep. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I think this is important for everyone to know out there. This is not a crypto thing. Right. He used, he just used crypto as his grift. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But right. That was the old, hook. Yeah. He, that was the hook. Yeah. He used old traditional methods. Right. Yeah. Of doing what he, what it was that yeah. he wanted to do, right? So I think everyone needs to understand that. It just yeah. so happens that he's hiding behind that, but this is is a is a tale as old as time of what he did. He's a crook. exactly, yeah. I, I don't. I, I just see that. It, I'm really. I'm so happy to hear that you guys moved your your assets. 
yeah. um, that is like your spider sense was right on there. And that's, that's a really good thing. And people who are listening, you know, you should be with this man for your long-term financial situations, you know, um, seriously, because that is the kind of advisor you need, not only an advisor that can make you money, right. But an advisor that can protect your ass, excuse my language. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. seriously, in this business, sometimes there's no such thing as a coincidence. I've been doing this for 30 years and I've seen brokerage firms go down left, right and center. Right. This is completely different because it's almost like counterparty risk. Right. Yeah. So to be able to save your clients from counterparty risk, Tyrone, that's huge. huge. Right. Yep. Right. Absolutely. For a safety of principle and capital viewpoint for someone who's got a long term investor. And I'm sure. You know, you've got some high net worth individuals, but the regular people who are investing with you, exactly. um, they that's they need somebody like that looking out for them. So I'm I'm really that's really cool that that. that yeah, no, that, I appreciate that. that. And I can only imagine how folks like yourself that have been in the, been in finance and doing this for 30 years looking at this going, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, your minds must be completely blown by this. And you it is. That I think it's really important. Counterparty risk. Yeah, For all of the decentralization, open finance. You yeah. you don't like you're finding out who all the counterparties were now. Yeah, you still don't know who all the counterparties were. Exactly. Right. So it's like I would always tell people if somebody's offering you eight percent when rates are pinned at zero. <laughs> yeah. Who are they getting that eight percent from? What? Are yeah. They where's it? Where's it coming from? Right? right. And that's one part of it. And what I'm hearing now from folks that are different larger exchanges or whatever else, all of the counterparties now are like, we don't trust anybody. We're not posting no margin with anybody. We're not loaning yeah. anybody. We're like, yeah. everyone is sitting on their hands. They're like, I can't trust you now because I don't yeah. know who you're dealing with besides me. Exactly. Right? So exactly. That, that counterparty risk, I think, is something that for all of the crypto hippiness and for all of us that love the space, what I think if the space is to evolve, you're going to need people with 30 years, 40 years experience in traditional finance to go, hey, you idiots don't even know what counterparty risk is. Yeah. You might, might want to study this. There's a reason yeah. why markets work the way that they do. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To, to recreate it with technology is great, but yeah. use the technology to make it more efficient. Exactly. And you guys have the capability. Right. Exactly. Right? If, right. But if trillions of dollars are trade every day globally, what makes yeah. you think you're going to sit in your mother's basement and yeah. make that better and be able to recreate it? Now, I yeah. love that we're seeing financial engineering in real time, but counterparty risk, prime brokerage, market, yeah. like all these things, you have to study these things to know how they work and then go, all right, yeah, maybe, okay, yeah, automated market makers. That's cute. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? There's slippage. There's yeah. all the things in there. If you don't know these terms and you just think yeah. that it's old, Wall Street vernacular, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's you know, and clearly he didn't, but yeah, yeah. I we mean, yeah, no, it's no, it's just no, it's it's amazing. I'm just, I'm really, I'm so cool to hear that somebody actually kept their client's head out of the lion's mouth. Um, yeah. you know that that that's a big thing, and um, it, it just because I've gone through, I mean, hell, let's, I mean, I've had clients who used to take down clearing firms for fun and sport, so you know, like. Yeah, it's it's uh, your clients are 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 lucky that man. That you, 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 keep, see, you keep throwing it out like clearing firms. What is the old term when you're dealing with another firm? Who do you clear? clear? Right? right? Where do you clear? Yeah, 
You've never heard. I'm tweeting this. Yeah. But you've never heard that uttered in crypto. Who do you exactly? Care, right? Exactly. Because they would go, "What does that mean?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're not like you don't even know what yeah. that means. Like, you yeah. you're not doing everything, and that's what that's what happened here. Yeah. The, the biggest piece of this, what I want everyone to understand, and I've been saying this for a while. What they did was bundle everything. They were an exchange. They were a broker. They were a custodian. They were doing yeah. everything. Everything. How yeah. are you clearing, settling, making markets? Like you're doing all of this? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Right. There's got to be some, you know, separation of church and state somewhere, right? And that's so. <laughs> that, is, that is so. Like that is definitely tweetable. It's like one thing you never heard of crypto. Crypto. Who do you clear through? Right. Exactly. Like, Right? Yeah, tweet that, get that out. But that, yeah. like, that's such a that's such a powerful thing. But you've never heard it. So yeah, I, yeah. I think you're kind of leading the conversation where it needs to go. But you know, um, Ray, as you were saying, man, it, it's it was just it was a lot of frustration and hurt, man. I'm just very frustrated because so many of us have been trying to do the right thing and and trying to get crypto to the masses has been all uphill. It's not been easy, right. and this dude torched it in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is the unfortunate part. I not not to bring it back to that risk part, but I, I you know for the listeners who are traders themselves, I mean, even though you said it like oh maybe one percent chance something happens, well guess what it it did happen in Black Swan. Yeah, it happened, and you have to like factor that into your risk parameters. That hey, something off the wall could happen here, and protecting yep. yourself against that is of the most importance. That one percent chance could be ninety nine percent of your capital. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there were there were a lot of hedge funds that found that out. And and one in particular that I'm a big fan of, Travis Kling and, and Eki guy, like that one percent chance could be your fund. That could be your LPs getting smoked. That could be your clients like all oh, of that. Yeah. You know, and even though we and it's funny, like it was our treasury, it was our money that we were just managing for the firm. But I was like, this is the the like the exact example for us to show the industry and our clients of our risk, right? And, and protocols and management and how we actually go through it. And we tweeted it. Like we're transparent about our treasury. Like our, our treasury public address is out for folks to see what we own and what we did. And you can see wh- when we moved it and how. And I think our clients see that. Everyone sees it. And I think it, it shows good risk management awareness, right? It's like the ability to identify risk. This yeah. is a risk, right? Exactly. And then manage the risk, right? Yeah. Manage away from it, right? Trimming positions, removing yeah. position altogether, hedging, right? Yeah. The other way, oh, everyone in crypto is levered to hell, but have you hedged? Like, what's your downside? Yeah. So all these different things, like we we thought about, and we try to keep in the in, in in the forefront of our clients' minds. But yeah, Ray, you nailed it. There is that 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 risk assessment and management and identification is so important. Yeah, huge. You know, we've had Tyrone, we've had people on this podcast who uh were in business with Sam. Um, people who 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 I respect. Um yep. and I know this has been talked about a little bit, but I want I want to hear it from you is like you know, I could never just get by, by the way he dressed, man, and like uh, not combing his hair and like <laughs> right. and I don't want I don't want to be like, you know, because like you said, everyone revered him. Everyone was like, Oh, he had all the signs of of this. How did he how did he fool so many people and, and, and some intelligent people? Um, as well. Like, what do you think? Well, it's funny. I said the same thing. I mean, how do you trust somebody to walk into a meeting looking like that? I mean, I'm seeing him at conferences. You know what I mean? Conferences on the hill, looking sloppy as be. He's like, he bought shoes and didn't even untie the shoes like they give you when it's right out the box. He just took them right out the box and put them on. Right. 
So <laughs> you joke about that. And yeah, I mean, he's, you know, his body is shaped like a bag of wet clothes, but it's, it's crazy that it got to that point just from, you know, he didn't take time to even, pre- he, he didn't even care enough to present himself in a way that would exude confidence. That's yeah. how confident he was that he yeah. was able to pull this off because of yeah. the strings he was able to pull. To your question, I think he pulled it off a couple of ways. We're going to have some real talk here. One first is pattern matching, right? Which I wish would stop. Pattern matching meaning he fit the description. Sorry. White, male, young, smart, right? Connected, his parents, everything. Mm. So he fit it. It's the first thing. Let's just call it what it is. I don't think the word sell is a bad word. He was an incredible salesman. Yeah. He's Gordon Belfort. He's, you know, he, he's the birdie made off. He's just oh, yeah. talking, but he didn't really, it wasn't New York, New Jersey slick. So after all my New York, New Jersey people, we have a very nice way of talking people into things. Before, right? <laughs> if not, we'll beat you up. But the but the but what he did it in a way where he knew oh let me talk ESG let me talk giving away my right yeah the altruism right yeah. he he was the consummate bull esser right like yeah. that's what he definitely the last bucket of that was he knew and he said this he knew the importance of marketing. Mm-hmm. If I can get on every magazine, if I can get the brand everywhere, if I can be, if I can get in front of Congress, if I can buy politicians, not only in the U.S. and the Bahamas, right? Now, I've done all the things that all of the powerful people in the world have done. They buy everything. They buy politicians. They lobby. They do, right? And that's what it was. Oh, he was in front of Congress. He testified. Trust him. Oh, Sequoia's invested. As an investor, what due diligence am I going to do more than Sequoia? Exactly. Write a check, right? So it's that social capital that he spent and that brand awareness because you would sit there and say, oh, Sequoia's in, I'm in. And that's what all those folks don't say now. Exactly. Right? Right? Oh, no one did due diligence? Oh, no, Sequoia's in. Yeah. Right? So that's that's what I think it was. And the one, I can't think of the gentleman's now, a gentleman's name now, but again, season. Wall Street veteran was like, I call BS. I told him to his face. That was the guy from the CME. That was the president of the CME. Yes. yes. He's like, yeah. you're, you're full of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Called, you know, Elon. And I don't know. Right? Yeah, exactly. And Elon just essentially saw some version of himself. It was like, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elon's like, I can really build stuff. And I'm one of the yeah. smart people. Or you just, you, there's nothing here. Yeah. So I think that's how he did it. But mainly because I think you're seeing it now. It's a level of elite privilege that is gross. That he could go on GMA, that he can still be interviewed, and he is not arrested. That is a slap in the face to every single person that has trusted him or whatever. And by the way, let's be very clear. Kevin O'Leary said he would back him again. Yeah. Peter Thiel comes Yeah. Peter, um, hold on, let me make sure my internet catches up here. Peter Thiel comes out and says, I think he's telling the truth. Yeah. So what does that mean? Now there's this continued hedge around him. Exactly. People who have power, right? Um, the people who have power and money and a big megaphone 
keeps him in that perch. No, no, I think he's telling. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Seems like a nasty, coordinated effort. Listen, if you and I had stolen a chocolate bar, they'd have thrown our ass in jail. Oh, okay. Like seriously, <laughs> like. I mean, you know, I met Bernie Madoff when I first started trading wow. at a trader's convention, right? And this guy is the, I feel, is the Bernie 2.0, right? Yep. Bernie was not a nice guy when you spoke to him, yeah. right? He was very rude. He had a huge ego. This guy just did the soft shoe, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody thought, oh, yeah, he's harmless, right? Yeah, yep. I'll give him a billion dollars, right? Yep. <laughs> no, to your point, and you know what's funny? That's where I think he flipped the lens because you would think someone to pull this off like this would be a big, gruff. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you'd be like, ain't no way this little kid going. To yeah, exactly. I mean? like, like you could pat him on the head. Hey, I gave yeah. you $40 million. Don't lose my money. But turned out that he, he, he was the exact opposite, which again, yeah. you can't, the pattern matching has to stop just because someone is X, 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 and X don't know. You have to check people's character. Yeah. And how do you feel? Forget everything else. Yeah. And I say this, especially in finance, forget all of the, how do you feel about humanity? Tell me that, yeah. right? How do you feel about humanity? Here's the other thing. What have you endured? Because there are a lot of CEOs now, some that I can, I consider friends and I know in the space. I'm very disappointed that they've literally hit under a desk during this whole thing. How are you not overly communicating to people what is going on with your company and it could possibly be liquidated that you yeah. don't see anything? Yeah, that's that that is so common in in the traditional brokerage industry. Yep. And it's you know when I because I, I I you know when thing bad things happen, they would always kind of like wait and wait and wait until you know they just couldn't hold it any longer and then they'd tell you right. Yeah. Um, and that allows large clients to get out that allows, you know, and then it just, they just hang it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you see a lot of, you know, collateral damage now and yeah, there's not a lot of people going, Ooh, we had exposure and, you know, watch out kind of thing. Yeah. Cause and, they don't want to run think, on their, their, on their service. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's why I think it goes back to humanity. It's like, find out if the, like, do you love, like, who do you love more than you? Right. Yeah. Like, there's a humanity angle here that I, I'm I'm ardent about making sure it's part of it. Because if you if you love people, if you really believe in humanity and doing right by people, I'm not going to torch my stakeholders. I'm not yeah. going to torch my employees. I'm definitely not going to touch my cut, you know, torch my customers who trusted me. I'm not going to disappoint my mother and father. Right. I think about that all the time. Like literally, if my mother or father saw me doing something it's always in my head right will my yeah. mother be proud of this tweet just in case she figures out twitter right <laughs> which is why i don't argue or do anything yeah. like that because i don't want to disappoint them but that's the love of humanity that was imbued in me because yeah. again i think there's a certain background and things that go into that so when a lot of people that gravitate to finance it's the love of money it's not the love of people of what i can yeah. do to affect people and here's what's the most disappointing thing in all of this the product is phenomenal. Yeah. It's a phenomenal product. Yeah. That maybe Fidelity or Schwab will pick off, right? When the when yeah. all are left. Yeah, exactly. Had a phenomenal product that was easy to use. It was elegant, right? It would have brought in a lot of the next million users. Yeah. 
that's what's so crazy about it, right? So leaning on that and making sure that everyone has financial access and learning about trading and learning about how to invest and all these other things, like just the love of humanity. It's not what, it's, it's not what sells. It's not what VC backs. It's not what Sequoia yeah. is. They're full of no. crap. They don't care about people, right? They want to make <laughs> fun. And that's, and that's really what it's about. Well, I mean, I, I, I completely, I grew up, you know, I grew up in, in this industry in the nineties and, I mean, I've seen things that would turn you blue. Like, you know, like I've seen brothers take each other down for like 10 million bucks. I like, you know, like, and then people are like, oh, what's it like to deal with him? I'm like, he just took his brother for $10 million. What do you think he's going to do to you if he does that to family? Right. So I have seen stuff like that. I have just seen the worst in people. And when I entered the industry in the early 90s, you know, it was right after that 80s greed decade and, you know, Everyone is, you know, if you want a friend in this business, get a dog, right? That's, that was the line, right? From Wall Street, right? And, and so we always were wary of people. Like we were always suspicious, right? And all of my guys were from New York, my initial clients, right? They were like Jersey, Long Island, right? Those kind of guys, you know, like, and, you know, so it was like a band of thieves and we stuck together, right? But everyone was always wary of everyone. And, and as soon as you let an opening, somebody would take you, right? And now everything's kind of changed and everyone's friendly and wants to save humanity and all of that stuff. And I do hate, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of people are using that as cover. Well, he was. Yeah. He, was. The grift, yeah, he was. You know, it's yeah. a good grift, right? He was. It is. Yeah. It is a, and I want to say this before we move on. For those that are out there that are listening, and I know you guys have a broad set of users and those that may be young and want to start a company or want to be in, you know, a, a finance or whatever the case may be, do understand. I believe in capitalism. I think it's a great thing, right? I think it's something that we, we've been blessed to grow up in this country and whatever it is that you want, you work your butt off for you can have. But I need everyone to understand this. If you don't get anything I say from this podcast, understand this. If you come into this industry without morals and principles, capitalism will separate your soul from your ambition. Mm-hmm. Hard stop. Right. Oh, it, yeah. Put it on the fridge. Definitely. Don't have morals and principles. Capitalism yeah. will separate your soul from your ambition. Yeah. And, and you're set, you've seen it for 30 years. I've seen it. Oh, in the, I've experienced I, it. Yeah. The teenagers. Right. I've been, and you literally see it happen. Yeah. Real time, yeah. people continue. They just take their soul and sell it and sell it and sell oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the ambition or the reason you came into it with, with any, it's just gone because the yeah. focus now is right. Yeah. Bringing- oh yeah, it's it's true. I mean, like I had a partner of mine that you know, uh, you know, took me for a lot of money, and and the other thing is you and he was like a brother, right? And then you you know you look at. But you look at the classic movies like Trading Places where the Duke brothers, you know, they screw up Dan Aykroyd's life for a dollar bet, right? Just as an experiment. The, the people who are in this industry with huge amounts of money, they will play with you, right? Oh, sure. Like yeah. you're just like, you know, like you're a toy for like a cat toy, you know, and they're just like flicking you around, right? And I've experienced that. So you have to, it's, and I used to always say, man, I had a, I had a conscience, so it really made it hard <laughs> me to work in this business right yep you know and uh so yeah for people who are who are starting out don't lose that man it's it's gonna be harder and it's gonna take longer to make money but uh at least you'll still have your soul (laughs) the hard dollar is the right dollar yeah 
Yeah, that's yeah. no, it. No, it's 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 a good topic. It's something I you know I definitely been thinking about during this this time. Right? Is like to the discussion we were just having with that. How did he? I mean, money's flying all around, right? People get caught up in the, like this. Oh yeah, and it's you know like you were saying, Tyrone. It, it's it's this tale as old as his time, man. I, I think mm-hmm. about um, one of the bu- South Sea bubble. And I found that I found this interesting because Isaac Newton, Isaac Newton, so like scientist, right? Renowned scientist, log- logical thinker. He got caught up into it. He lost his whole life savings in yeah. these type of things. Um, you know, and I think it goes back to like, man, like you were saying, like judging people on their character, right? Like hey. it, re- removing all that stuff. And like, who do I want to be in business with? Right. Is this the type of person I want to associate myself with? Um, you know, just on their principles. But, you know, like you're saying, like society, man, it's like, what do you make? What's your exactly? Yeah. What kind of car do you drive? Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's unfortunately it's it's taking a whole generation of wealth down with it. And yeah, it's not right. And 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 I know it sounds cliche or whatever else, but yeah, we have to get back to humanity. What type of human being are you? Are you will you put others before yourself? Oh, we're doing our best to protect customer assets. Okay. Well, how about this? You give up every single dollar you're worth. Just give it to the folks and make them whole. And then any future earnings we get from you too, right? Oh, we're, we're working hard to make sure customer funds. <laughs> oh, you're worth how much? Make sure they get you just still handing out the money, right? Like Exactly. I'm going to give up every cent of my net worth and any future earnings till everyone is made whole, mm-hmm. right? Can I avoid jail? Maybe. You're still going to jail, but that's what, that's what should happen here. So when they say that, it's such nonsense, Cause you're not really focused on the investors. You're not focused on protecting people because whatever dime you had, even if it meant truly going out of business, if you, you know, 250 million in cash, great. Take that cash, make sure go get the list and make sure folks are made whole. That's the other thing here for folks listening, read the TOS, if you will, which they try to terms of service. Anytime yeah. you sign and uh, sign up for one of the things, read the terms of service. Right. Because if you put assets on these platforms, guess what they're using your money to do. Right. Learn hypothecation, rehypothecation. In mm. the event of bankruptcy, guess where they're going to get the capital first? Yours. Right. Yep. Unsecured versus secured. This is a yeah. bigger financial education story. Folks really exactly. don't know what a bank is and what a bank does. They don't know what an exchange is and what an exchange does. I don't know what rehypothecation means. I don't read the terms of service. I just want to hurry up and get on this thing so I could trade the coin that some idiot put on Twitter. So I just want to link an account or I listen to a podcast and they told me to open this and I get $20 free dollars to be able to do. You didn't read the terms of service. Now look. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I was saying. I did a spaces with CNBC. Well, what can we do? Read the terms of service. Like look, Like really read that. Or have someone read it for you. And I know it's not the common thing. They, we, you can't expect people to do that. But I, that bothers me when people say that. Well, we could expect them to do certain things, but we can't expect them to read a document. Yeah. That possibly keep them from being harmed here. Read the terms of service. Make sure that you do not believe anyone unless you do the research yourself. I don't care how rich, how small, how tall, how sharp, how handsome, how beautiful. Don't believe anything. Go look it up for yourself because people have embedded interest. And I'm screaming so loud about this. Okay, because they they sponsor me. I'm a I'm an influencer. I do all this other stuff. I don't use the product, right? Like there were so many cases of that now, right? Did we really yeah. think Tom Brady was trading on FTX? <laughs> 
<laughs> and whatever they paid him, Tom Brady went to the, you know, he went to the storyboard a pair of shoes and that FTX money was gone. Yeah. Right. So I just think there's so many ways here that the average investor would is laid, led astray. And this is this is whether I refer to stocks as dinosaur bones, but whether it's dinosaur bones or crypto, if you no matter what you're invested in, read, learn about what you're putting your money in, understand the stock market, understand all markets, right? Under, like being able to read and see what what goes on. And I think you'll start to be able to piece the puzzles together as a trader, as an investor on yeah, I know such and such is doing this, but the best thing for me to do, I'm selling here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I got to make rent. I got to do whatever. It's just, I can't ride it to 200. It got yeah. to 150. I'm up 75%. Meet me on the next ride, right? Exactly. And I, I don't think people right. have the temperament or the behavioral, you know, instruction to be able to do that. But anyway, I uh, digress. It's- uh, it's true. I had an old Italian client who used to say, listen, kid, a million here, a million there. It adds up. Don't get greedy. You know, yeah, it all adds up. Yep, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. Crumbs of value. Yeah. People want the people want the home run. Um, Ty- Tyrone, um, I would say I think like some of the questions are people are having like kind of like around regulation or like what is this? What goes through the mind of regulators? when they see this, right. I mean, he spoke with regulators, right. He was on, he was, he was uh, on the Hill. Like you were saying, I, I believe on our first podcast, we, when we were talking, you spoke to some people yeah. um, around crypto regulation and stuff. What, what do you think is going through the, uh, the minds of these people? Hellfire will rain down. Um, they're they're going to, it's going to, it's going to get, I mean, you look at as far as our space, FINRA immediately came out with a crypto asset communications thing for all broker dealers, right? And all FINRA registered advisors. My firm is registered here in California. The DFPI, which regulates the RAs here, sent something on, hey, are you affected by FTX or your clients? I will say this. What's funny is, I think they said the SEC had done some type of background or look into his stuff. It was like, no, it's all good. All clear. Right? Uh, It's funny to me. So uh, there were a lot of folks he had in his pocket. Right, which is terrible. And Gensler doesn't come out of this looking good at all. No kidding. But here's what I will say to people. Even if there was regulation, wasn't Bernie Madoff? Wasn't he like on the board of some whatever? Like he was he was he was the father of the Nasdaq. Yes. Right? Like you (laughs) there could be regulations. There are going to be people who find a way around it. Yeah. Am I anti-regulation? No, of course there should be regulation around investor protections. Oh, yeah. And I think that is important, which I will say is this. The SEC, which is why when I had said something to them, and I think that's what you're talking about, the Investment Advisory Committee board I was on, Mm -hmm. when I spoke to them, I said, here's what I think you want to do if you want to regulate crypto. Define investor for me. Because the investors you protect are not the people that just got smoked by FTX. Right. The investors you protect are the Black Rocks, the right Black yeah. Stones, and all those folks. That's what you deem to be investors. So if you really want to protect investors, broaden that term. Define yeah. it for me. You have it. It's the, this first thing. Second thing is, let's just keep it real. Do the SEC really protect individuals? <laughs> let's be honest. Like, do they really do a good job of that? Right? I think the one thing that everyone is like, the FDIC insurance, right? Yeah. Like they do a good job because there's like actual, you know, all right, yeah. 250,000. I had a hundred thousand. I'll recoup. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like the SEC ain't swooping down in the middle of anything. No, 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 no. No, no. I listen, I've I've been in front of the SEC. That there's that that's not a you know, a news flash. Uh both as a witness and having them come after me. And they are um I, I really don't know what they do all day there. You know, uh and honestly just some of the things I remember once giving evidence and it found out they flew up to Vancouver from Washington to interview me. And once they started interviewing me as a witness to, you know, a case they were working on, they realized that they were interviewing the wrong guy. <laughs> right. Cause a transaction happened. I'm like, I didn't even do that transaction. This guy did. That's not even my RR number. That's not even my registered rep number. Right. And that's not even my writing on these account forms. And they were like, you know, I was like, y'all didn't like, yeah, get the no. right guy, you know, like to even like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it needs to, it needs to be reformed. It needs to get better. There are some good folks at the SEC. I love Hester. Yeah. I had conversations with commissioner Crenshaw's office, but you know, and again, it's like investor protections, but you approved B I T O a Bitcoin futures ETF. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, you made a Bitcoin futures ETF available to retail. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but you know, I'm also not of the, 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 the camp that believes that, uh, you know, Oh, a Bitcoin spot ETFs would have solved this. How? Yeah. There still would have been people who went to FTX and were buying directly or trading there. That would have been yeah. effective. It wouldn't have stopped it. It just yep. would have been people that chose an ETF and other yeah. people, whatever, or they would have bought an ETF on FTX. Yeah. <laughs> This is almost as bad as that. This is almost as bad as that lady who took like fifteen billion. She said she was creating some coin, and now she's disappeared off the face of the earth. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So 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 you're thinking uh, regulators fire and brimstone? That was that was the hellfire will rain down, man. I think they're they're gonna they're gonna overdo it. Folks that have been quiet are not quiet anymore. The CFP board finally comes out with crypto guidelines for advisors, FINRA put their thing out. Like everyone now, nope, now's the time, right? And it's just going to be heavy handed. Um, And I think they're going to, you know, they're going to look, I think the SEC and CFTC should get together, give unified guidance. What is a broker? What is an exchange? What is a custodian? Like give them all like who's going to regulate them? What are securities? What are not? Mm -hmm. Right. Clarity on that. Right. All from a tax standpoint, what is an NFT? How is it right? Short term, term, capital gain, property, whatever, all these different things like all of this needs to happen. Right. A separate realm for DeFi, like what you know, you can't have protocols register like a company register in a stock. Right. Because as they upgrade the protocol and everybody's supposed to go back to the SEC and re-register every time there's a protocol upgrade. Right. Um, And there needs to be some separate siloed guidance for that. But I think the best thing that could happen right now is the SEC, the CFTC has to get together, give unified guidance, and then start regulating, you know, the exchanges and and follow maybe what New York has done with the bit license and stuff like that. But they're going to regulate stable coins. There's, and by the way, there's still some dominoes to fall in this whole thing with crypto. Some big ones. Well, maybe maybe some of the big players in crypto need to get in, you know, get together and and set up like a, a clearing 
um, you know, like a DTC or have some sort of self-policing kind of checks and balances. I know that's against the whole, you know, uh, having somebody look at everything, but you know, there's that word again, clearing. Yes. But yeah. yeah, And it's funny you mentioned that because I was just having a conversation with the CEO of a crypto company this morning. And I'm like, you and all of the other CEOs that are in this industry need to call each other. Yeah have a conversation and say, if we really want to build trust with financial advisors in the wealth management space where crypto is torched by reputation, by the way, it's Oh yeah. Yeah. It's over. You guys coming out of that with some unified ways we came together and we came up with a white paper and four steps on custodian safety, right? Thoughts for financial advisors. That's the only way to get the trust back. But if everyone stays in their corner, every exchange yeah. stays in their corner, right? And I know Coinbase and a few other people started like some consortium and group or whatever. What the hell have y'all done? Yeah. Right? So, you know, I know the proof of reserves things is ta- like, you know, it's taken off now, but yeah, proof of reserves, proof of liability, yeah. proof exactly. of counterparties. Proof yeah, of exactly. everything, yeah. Right? Um, proof of, again, segregated accounts. Exactly. Oh, what a concept. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know it's like, seriously. Like, you know? I, will t- I will tell you firsthand from building in the space how many conversations I had at crypto exchanges saying we need segregated accounts. Segregated accounts, yeah. Well, you know, we can just have a house, a house like household. No, I was like, no, no, Mr. and Mrs. Client one needs yeah. their own, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Client two. Exactly. So, no, no, yeah. no. We can just have a master account and you yeah. just put it all together. And you, I'm like, how are you guys like, operate like this? It's like an omnibus account for retail. No, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You need segregated yeah. accounts, but yeah, yeah. And, and and checks and balances and all those things. So yeah, I think if we do that, we'll be better off. And I think we'll get that moving forward. I'm I still remain bullish on the space. I'm still as big a crypto hippie as ever I've been. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. And I think this needs to happen because all the naysayers were right. Right, Chuck E. Cheese tokens, tulip bulbs. All mm-hmm. it's all right. It all looks right. Well, you know, the thing is, it's a young, it's still a young market, right? And it's, it's, you know, it's maybe it's, it's hitting its teenage years and, you know, it's going to have some growing pains, right? You know, it it, it might get, you know, pulled over by the police a few times for having, you know, a little weed in the car. So you gotta, you know, you've got to, it'll grow, it'll grow like every market grows and, you know, eventually, you know, it'll mature, you know. Well, when all this had happened, right? Like this, this this was like partly why crypto was founded, right? Like yeah. not putting the trust in one person's hands, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I, I think at least people who are like smart, like knows like this is not a crypto problem, right? This was yeah. just a fraud problem. This goes against yeah. the whole tenets of why it was even started yeah. in the first place. Um, Tyrone, what, what are some of the, I'm just curious of some of the conversations uh, what your conversation is have been with with people, um, professionals, right? I'm sure it's been different than from clients and then maybe family and friends. What, what have the conversations been like? It's I have a unique lens because I've I've been able to talk to venture because I'm raising capital now and able to talk to clients, able to talk to other CEOs, talk to reporters, talk like so. I've, I have a really intricate lens into some of the conversations, but I think, um. The overall sentiment is just, I just think folks are stunned, right? Like this is like, this is happening and still it's like, well, what's, 
what's the next dead body to fall out of the closet, right? <laughs> um, and there's fear. I think there's going to be a lot of companies that don't make it, um, whether their treasuries are stuck there, um, whether there's going to be forced M&A and consolidation in space. A lot of folks are worried. Um, but I think the overall sentiment amongst those that have been through a bunch of these in crypto and see the longer term promise, folks are doubling down like myself. We're doubling down. We're still building. We're still having conversations. We're we're still going in. So I think it depends on who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of questions from clients. I have one one client that reached out and she was just like, I just really want to understand what's going on here. Right. Like, I don't know any crypto, but what's going on. Right. Um, we sent I sent an update to our investors for turnkey just of what was going on. I'm about to record an update for, you know, our, our clients on the RA side as they kind of go out with our newsletter, but we've been very transparent about what we thought publicly. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on, on who you talk to, but I, I will say this. It, it's, it's just ice cold right now, right? It's just, it's, you know, I know, I know. I, and listen, I love, I love Bitcoin and everyone knows I love Bitcoin. And I, and I'm, am I a Bitcoin maxi? Yeah, kind of, but you know, I, I, I think, there's other projects that I see some promise in and the Bitcoin folks trying to separate Bitcoin, not crypto. It's crypto. I, I get it internally in our own little world. Yes, there's the difference. And I say there's a difference too, but the broader humanity and everyday American is all crypto. They don't care to separate it. Regulators don't care to separate it. The heads of wealth management and institutions don't care to separate it. It's all crypto to them. So, um, I think it's 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 a matter of who you talk to, but it's ice cold right now, man. It is it is beyond crypto winter at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. You know, because my, my, my first thoughts, Tyrone, was like, I was like, you know what? Like, and I got a different perspective, right? Like, I, I don't, I'm not managing people's money or anything, but like, I was like, you know what? Like, this is probably good, man. Wash away some of this bullshit. So, yep. it can, you know what I mean? Yep. Tear prices down so we can like rebuild and ho- hopefully it's, you know, it goes in the right way. And I, and I, I think it is. I think the ball's just like way too far rolling. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Bitcoin get right back to around 10,000. That'll wash out anything that's left. Yeah. Right. And then we'll really see who's here for the tech. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, just get this thing to 10 grand, wash out all of the rest of any type of leverage somewhere. Again, other, you know, dead bodies in the closet and then let's just start fresh and build it back from the beginning. But Hey, Kathy Wood still says it's going to a million per coin. So I need whatever that woman, I love her, but whatever she on, I need it. Cause it's the same Petersburg son. I've been down there. St. Petersburg is beautiful, but Kathy saying a million, she much smarter than me. Kathy, I'm rolling. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> She's funny, man. Though the me- the memes on Kathy Woods kill me, man. There's some funny ones out there. They are. They shout are. Out. Shout out to Kathy. Um, kind of the same, but just with that really quickly again. When she was smoking it, oh, she was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Go the other way. She's the worst. She's stupid. She's dumb. She's this. She's that. Like come people on, are fickle. Man. People are so fickle. Yeah, she's the first manager to not like blow up. Like, come on, stop it. You knew this was going to happen. It was going to go the other way. And, you know, she, she, she went a little too far, but it's coming back. But, you know, I can only wonder if, if she wasn't a woman, what it would look like. And then if she wasn't 
so involved in crypto, what it would look like, right? If she was doing that in equities, would she be still getting memed as bad as some of these other managers out here? You, hey, you could pull up that performance. It ain't looking good out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But those folks still tweet, uh, you know, with, with no bounds and, and, you know, beat their chest. It's like, you, you can pull up your funds. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, so... Yeah, Especially man. in a game like this, man, you got to always be humble, man. You know what always. I mean? You always got to be humble. You're, you're a second away from getting humiliated, man. It's yeah. They blow. They pump. They they, they pound their chest, but for, but be quick to tell you, no one controls the markets. The markets do what they want to do. So why are you taking so much credit for something you didn't have control over? Yeah. Right? Like, well, my models show that. Okay, uh, your models show right. Yeah, I love it, man. Like the social <laughs> That's media. I love Howard Marks. That's why I encourage everyone here read Howard Marks. Howard Marks is my favorite investor. Very level headed. He'll be the first to tell you I don't know nothing. But that's what makes me so brilliant. I know I don't know nothing, yeah. and I take the proper risk controls and do what I need to do. But I love Howard Marks. Very pithy. Writes wonderful letters, and I, I love the fact that he always keeps it very simple and just he'll tell you flat out, I don't know where any of this is going, but I can tell you what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's similar to that too sorry what they did to Hussman right like you know um John Hussman right is that his last name John P Hussman or whatever do I get am I getting his last name wrong but I think so but he was getting crushed for years when everything was just going up and to the right and then it started to you know things started to go left and then all of a sudden he was the darling smartest yeah. thing ever, right so anyway, it's just it's just so many examples of it. But I think hopefully everyone out there realizes that the best thing you can do here is there's two words, personal finance, personal. Do what's best for you, not for anybody else, right? And I think if you do that, you'll be able to stay in the game. You'll be able to cut your losses. You can let some winners run. You can try different asset classes, but you always do what's best for you, not what's you know best for everyone else or what the herd is doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible, like how the media, and I guess you can include social media. Like you're you're the darling one day, then they tear you down, tear you down the next. It's it's same, same people to put you on the mantle, tear you down, it's, bro. It's, it's I saw that firsthand when I re, when I resigned. Oh, they put you up there, and then the minute they get a chance to smack you in the back of the head with a baseball bat, <laughs> it's right down the middle, four hundred fifty feet. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's all good. It, it comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the media, and this will be the last thing, and then um, we'll get you going here. Um, how have you? Um, I, I know a lot of people have like issues with how the media has been covering this, and I guess mainstream media, we'll call it, has been of um, covering this FTX story. Well, what have you thought about the media's aspect? I think it's gross. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. It's a slap in the face of the people that he stole from. It's coordinated. It's connected. It's purposeful. It's intentional. And I will say this right now. I would not be stunned if he does not go to jail. And I will not be stunned if he raised money for another company. Will not. Yeah. Will not be stunned. stunned. Because you can see it right now, the way he's being treated. Like, Good morning, America. Yeah. <laughs> what? Exactly. Uh, come exactly. on. Exactly. Right. There's, there's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed by it, and I just, it's infuriating, man. It's, just, it's shameless. It's shameless. shameless. Yep. It's, it's just the, for clicks, and you know, I, I just, 
you know, I yeah, I have nothing. My, my mother say nothing nice to say. Shut up. So I have nothing. Nice <laughs> That's yeah. Well, I think I think we covered most of it. That stuff there. Uh, maybe onto a more positive note. Um, <laughs> Uh, I always, you know, I asked you some like miscellaneous questions last time. Um, I only got one for you this time, Tyrone, because uh, I've been hitting the track a lot recently, man. Well, maybe not as recently, but the, the, this year, man, I've been really trying to um, I enjoy sprinting, man. You know what I mean? So I figured I'd ask yourself, man, what workout do you do when you go to the track? You still go frequently? I still go to the track frequently, not as much as I would want to because real life has taken over. <laughs> um, so it depends. But what I try to do now to make sure that I do is a staple for me. So it's funny. I always have people come and work out with me. And if you really work out with a real like high level track athlete, most people can't get through our warm up right? to even get to the workout. Mm-hmm. But um, the workout can the actual workout consists of four by 50, right? Four by 50 meters, four by 100 meters. And then. If I'm really in shape, I'll go and do four by 200. But most times, because I'm, I'm in a time crunch, I'll just do one by 200 meters, right? So if you do that, was that 200, four, a six, right? And then it's like 800 meters worth of work, right? Um, and hard work. So if you look at um, anyone, like you go to your local high school track and try and run around that twice as fast as you can, you won't make it. But if you think about that, that's what that workout is the equivalent of. And then when you go to rise in the morning, the next day, it will feel like there's a whole entire body weight, like mm-hmm. someone laying on top of you. Um, and it's a really good workout because it works all of your different energy systems. So I think that's a good staple for folks to do. Um, if you can't get to a track, you can do it on a football field or somewhere with grass. Um, tax the lungs. You get a really good aerobic and aer- anaerobic workout in it. Um, and you feel good. Um, you, you, you feel refreshed. It doesn't beat you down like some workouts do, but you can leave feeling really good again until the next morning. Yeah. It's incredible, man. I, I, I love the, the, the nature of sprinting, right? It just like quick, then all right, rest quick yep. rest. I, that's always appealed more to me than just like long distance, never yep. a fan. And I think it's just, it's better for the body too. And I think the science. Yep. Much better for the body. Way it's much better for the body. Primal, right. It's just that start, stop as fast as you can go. Um, and again, the science shows that the effects on the body, um, is, is phenomenal. So, and again, the old, not even an old adage, but if you look at a hundred meter Olympic sprinter, yeah, yeah, marathoners in the world, right. That difference in body type, it depends on how you want to look. You may want to look like a, you know, a marathoner, but what, you know, the ability to run four and a half minute miles for 26 miles is one of the most underrated athletic achievements ever but also the ability to run a hundred meters in 9.5 seconds. Like Usain Bolt is also, he's half robot. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you do that? So, you know, your body has to be built a certain way to do it, but that's good to hear you hitting the track, man. And when you said recent, when people say track and recent, recent could be two years just because it sucks so bad. So it yeah. doesn't really matter what the time frame is. As long as you get there once a month, once a week, I tell everyone, like, just get there and, and just kind of walk, start by walking a lot. I walk a lot. I walk, probably 20,000 to 25,000 steps a day on top of everything else that I'm doing. Um, it's really, really good for you. It um, is. It uh, is. I lost 44 pounds this year walking. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. Walking is so good for you. So it carries everyone to walk. And then what will happen is you'll start to get in shape from walking and you'll kind of realize your gait is picking up. That's mm-hmm. what you jog. And you start yeah. to jog. 
little bit and your jog will turn into an actual run and then the run will turn into a sprint. Yeah. 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 And you feel, it felt so, I mean, I haven't gone so I haven't gone in about three weeks, but I mean, I was going like two, three days a week, man. And, um, man, you just feel so much better, man. Um, and like, and to your point with the physique, man, like, you know, I've, I've always been active in the gym and stuff. And that's what I always try to tell people, man, that look at the sprinters bodies, man. Look at, look at the NFL athletes bodies, man. Anyone who does that, that start and stop yeah. type activity is just, I, you know, there's something to it, man. It, it makes it don't hurt. It don't hurt with the ladies. It don't hurt with the ladies. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. One, the one that on that new, that's going to conclude today's episode of confessions of a market maker. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review it for us. If you'd like to join a professional and supportive community traders, you can join us at microefutures.com. Tyrone, Tell people where they can find you. Anything else you'd like them to know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 401financial.co um, is our website. I'm on Twitter at TR401, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, Tyrone V. Ross Jr., I'm on there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a Twitter junkie, so you can find me, at least for now. I don't know what's going on with Twitter, um, but <laughs> I'm there for now. So you find me yeah. on Twitter, you can find a website there, and I'm around. You'll find me. Yep. Check out, check out his show. Uh, Q&A on NASDAQ as well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. JJ, parting words. Thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure having you with us, Tyrone. Come back soon. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. And, um, also just to let you know, man, like, um, the first time we had you on, man, I was talking about how I I always, uh, I admire your, your speech ability, right? You're talking. And and then when I was getting ready for the podcast, I took some notes down because I've been doing some speaking stuff. And just got to thank you, man. I, t- I took away some good stuff from that, man. So thanks, man. No, of course. Happy holidays to everybody as well. Please thank make you. sure you think about those less fortunate, feed-hungry children. Think about our homeless, the homeless veterans. Um, we're blessed to be in a position that we're in. So just think of, think of others this holiday season. Appreciate you both. Absolutely. Thank you. So thank you. For, for Tyrone Ross, I'm Paulie Walnuts. He's the gorilla of House Street. You stop, so.